All right, everyone, welcome back to the We Just Talk Wrestling podcast. Kyle, Dylan, and Christian back at it with another episode reviewing WWE's Elimination Chamber 2020 event. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms and give us a five-star rating if you could. So, Christian, what happened in AEW this week? Well, not a lot. (laughs) I'll just be honest with you. Uh, But let's talk about Dynamite, I I guess. So, John Moxley defeated Dax Harwood in singles action. We had a match of the year candidate with Wardlow squashing Barrett Brown. Match of the year candidate. Adam Copeland defeated Daniel Garcia in singles action. When post-match, his good old buddy, now turned bitter rival, Christian Cage, came out, attacked him. He got a concerto. Nick Wayne was out there, as well as Nick Wayne's mother. And they all beat up Adam Copeland, hitting him with the concerto. Yeah, dude, this dude the, yeah. the mother had a turtleneck on that made me laugh. <laughs> hey, hey, that mother's fine though, I'm not gonna lie. Um, oh, all right, one problem here is the feud has been okay, but it's been too start and stop. Yeah, yeah how many exactly, it's been way been? too start and stop. But like, then I mean, I hear people say, Well, it doesn't need a like, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, I mean, I, I get what they're doing, they're doing the cope openings or whatever they're doing they're trying yeah. to give like random opponents to to copeland to make his way up the ranks to challenge but dude the the guy already beat him why does he have to re-go through the ranks he he literally beat him at the last show that well, so, well that that have christian cage ringside for every match yeah that's what i'm saying so doesn't even have to be every match. you could show him in the back maybe watch the match just something just have his presence but no or even do a reversal. Have Christian Cage have a match. Have Adam Copeland watching. Or you just have Nick Wayne come out or something. Yeah, yeah. just make this feud feel important. Yeah, just Anyways. have the mom come out. I don't know. Just you know, I, I guess it doesn't even have to be a Christian. Just have someone come out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyways, let's move on. We had tag team action with the Young Bucks and their white bloody suits defeating Top Flight. Great momentum towards their Darby and Sting match. Uh, yes, this match was very entertaining. Um, too bad the loss had to come to top flight, but, you know, it is what it is. Speaking of just awful, Willow Nightingale defeated Sky Blue. I did, dude. I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch it. Was it bad? I can't remember what I was watching. Let's just say it wasn't special. Stokely Hathaway got involved, and it was kind of a mess. It wasn't terrible, but mm, don't go out of your way to watch it. And in the main event, in a Texas death match, Orange Cassidy defeated Matt Taven. Not sure why this needed to be a Texas death match. They could have just had a simple one-on-one if they're trying to advance the Roger Strong feud. Uh, or they could have done the Texas death match between Cassidy and Strong instead of Matt Taven. Mm-hmm. This all made no sense, but Orange Cassidy got a win. So, I mean, right winner won, but pretty uh, lackluster week from AEW. They... Kind of tried to tell stories, but um, one thing is for sure about this company, they have ruined the Undisputed Kingdom. They are yeah, it's done. finished. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't even wait time, JF. I, I would just disband it. Yep. Yeah, just get rid of them. They, Cut your losses. Because I mean, yeah, honestly, when MJF comes, it's not going to fix it. Nope. No. So no. Uh, it, it has been so poorly booked. that uh, Dude, I... Wardlow is just, dude. He is back to where like irrelevant as what he was. 
Mm-hmm. I dude, I don't I don't know what's going on with uh, the Undisputed Kingdom. Uh, there are some good things happening on the show though. That the Bucks to me might be the best thing on the whole show. Um, oh, yeah, I absolutely. love the EVP uh, characters. Um, the you know the three guys talking to each other. Uh, Hangman, Swerve, and Joe. The only thing mm-hmm. that was a little questionable was like was Paige saying why, like asking why Swerve is in the match. Well. I mean, Swerve beat Paige two times, so I don't know why he wouldn't be. But so uh, I think couple, I think you could question why is Paige in the match? Yeah. So a couple like yeah. logical issues there, but like you know, they, they were still they they did at least try to tell some stories. And also, I don't know if you guys saw, dude, Taven took a nasty bump through oh, a table. Yes. Whoo! But that is not the uh, spot that I want. But um, yeah. you you could still find some pretty good things with the show. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, Joe's, Joe's promo was great. I thought. Oh yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of his promos were great. So, and that triple threat's gonna be great. I just think it's a little too predictable. Oh, also, um, what is the story? Okay, I, le- I get it. So they're doing Takeshka and Osprey at Revolution. Mm. Listen, yep. dude, that that's probably gonna be the best match. Let's. You know, oh, we're, we're, we're not going to underestimate how good that match is going to be. Um, the, re- the, the question is, why is it happening? It, it's what Tony Khan does, Kyle. He just puts random dream matches together. I get I don't, it. Dream yeah, match. I don't, yes, I don't really understand. I, I, didn't, I, just, I guess I personally didn't understand the logic there. Like, I, I, someone said, that like, well, like, uh, you know, Kyle Fletcher – he was with Kyle Fletcher and uh, in New Japan in the United Empire. So, like, I guess it, like, makes sense there. But I don't know. I, I think there's a little bit of questionable booking there. Um, it's and just then a dream I, match. I, I don't know what FTR and the BCC are doing. They're, they're more so just staying on collision. I mean, Dax Harwood was on Dynamite this week. But if, you want, if you're talking FTR just as a full team, they mainly only show up on collision. They don't really go anywhere else. Sometimes they have a rampage appearance, but yeah, Collision. I will say I've watched Collision the last few weeks. It's it's kind of went down a little bit too. So uh, AEW, they're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, it's uh, it's been down since Punk left. That's yeah. for sure. Apparently, they haven't hit a million viewers on Dynamite in over a year. No, WWE's dominating them viewership. Well, well that, mean, they, that should I go up. I think but... WWE has the better networks as well, but. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, well, and they had the better product. So. Well, I mean, well, that TNT, that that is also true. <laughs> well, I mean, TNT isn't exactly a bad product. No, no, it's not by channel. any means. But SmackDown's on Fox. Yeah, that is. Well, true, for right? a little bit longer than they're gonna be on Netflix. And you Which... know, <laughs> th- those people are gonna go right to Netflix. Well, yeah. hmm. I don't know. I'm still kind of debating that one because you know how expensive Netflix is now. Yeah, they're about mm-hmm. to raise it. I know. I don't. I don't pay for it. So. I don't know if it's gonna be that worth it for me. I'll have to see, but we'll talk about that another time. Though. Yeah, I mean AEW low up and down for me. Any uh, any final words before you go WWE? Uh, I thought it was way more down than up, but that's just me. There was some story progression though. Some. Yeah. Not a ton. Let's talk about story progression though, boys. Yeah. Uh-huh. All, right. <clears throat> All right. I'm gonna start with uh Raw here. And then we will most likely have a little conversation. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were segueing into uh, Rampage, but go on. 
Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I'm gonna start with my news story. Yeah, uh, because it's actually not involving The Rock or anything like that. Um, it actually involves Drew McIntyre. So, uh, Drew McIntyre, for those who don't know, his contract is reportedly set to expire uh, shortly after WrestleMania, sometime in the month of April. Um, according to Dave Meltzer, he has not resigned with the con with, with the company yet. However, it is being reported that McIntyre will probably, <laughs> that's the verbiage used, re-sign with WWE and that he's very excited with the direction of his character. Some of the, I guess, the big issues that were being reported about McIntyre was that he wasn't happy with the direction of his character. So to hear now we've kind of flipped the script is, is seemingly good news. Um, he's also scheduled to appear at a live event in Italy in May despite the fact that his contract is set to expire in April. Maybe that just kind of slipped through the cracks, or maybe that's hinting at WWE still actively trying to get him to resign, and they're optimistic. Um, McIntyre is heavily favored to win the Elimination Chamber. He's heavily rumored, at least. Um, so we'll see how this contract stuff plays out. What do you boys think? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple things. Um, I wouldn't rule out Orton winning the Chamber, I, I think if there's anyone else but Drew, they could pull the trigger on on Orton, um, and then we get Orton versus Orton versus Rollins. Orton goes to Raw, and then Cody beats Roman potentially, and then Cody goes to SmackDown. So you know that would be a nice little segue. You know they still get a top star, uh, another top star in Raw, and that's assuming that maybe Drew would leave if they you know if they went the Orton route, but Tom. Um, it's going to be telling WrestleMania is going to be very telling of, uh, of what Drew's status is. If he wins the title, obviously, you know, maybe we all think he's going to stay. Um, I think he does stay at the end of the day. I, I do think he wants the title and stay. Um, but I do think how the clash of the castle went down. I still mm-hmm. think that kind of bothers him. I Probably. still think he really wanted to win. That was, that was the moment. I mean, yeah. before all this Cody stuff happened, you could argue that Drew should have been the one to beat Roman and that they missed their chance at clash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Christian, what do you think? Yeah, I I do think drew eventually does end up resigning with WWE uh, because I don't know what else he would do. The only things I can think of is maybe go to new Japan because he's not, he wouldn't go to AW. I don't think I don't either. Probably go back to TNA maybe. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I think it's either new Japan or TNA for him, but I think, you, Kyle, you say WrestleMania is going to be very telling. I think Elimination Chamber is going to tell everything. If he doesn't win, I think we're going to start saying Drew's uh, on his way out the door. Yeah, see, I was thinking the same thing, but also, like, it wouldn't be the first time someone's been booked to at least have a championship match and then leave the company. Um, I, I, I mean, if, if he is booked to face Rollins, him winning the title obviously signifies he's there, him yep. losing... Obviously well, doesn't, but Rollins yeah. is dropping the title either way. Yeah, Rollins is dropping. Well, and also like the Drew stuff. I was thinking about this though. Last thought. Um, there's a story pre-built. They already built the stuff with Punk. Yeah, Drew's gonna work as a heel, have him beat Rollins, so Rollins can go away and rehab or, or you know, surgery, whatever they plan on doing. Um, and McIntyre can, you know, have the title for a few months. Punk comes back. There's Summer your Summer Slam. Feud. Yeah, there's your SummerSlam. Summer and then Punk beats him. Yeah. 
Yep. I, I think I think that's a no-brainer story. Now, it could be something that maybe they extend Drew's contract enough to tell that story. That wouldn't be the first time we've seen something like that. So, yeah. uh, very interesting to see how this plays out. But are you boys ready for Raw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Jey Uso and the New Day were in uh, six-man tag action facing Imperium. Uh, they picked up the victory after uh, Jey Uso hit the splash on Giovanni Vinci. Bobby Lashley defeated Bronson Reed to qualify for the men's elimination chamber match, and Liv Morgan defeated Zoe Stark to qualify for the women's. JD defeated uh, JD McDonough defeated R Truth in singles action. Uh, DIY saved R Truth from a post match beatdown by Judgment Day. Planting the seed, uh, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, a brawl broke out between Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, and Becky Lynch. Um, I understand why Rhea and Nia are brawling. I don't know why Becky's there. This is definitely the match at Mania. It's going to be Rhea and Becky, but kind of feels somewhat forced down her throats right now. Maybe they're trying Um, to swerve you. I don't know. Do do you think there's any way Liv is added to this? Uh, I think there is a a 1% chance. Liv's on on SmackDown. I mean, she's she's in the chamber. She is in the chamber. Oh, yeah, that is true. So if you're in the chamber, you know, it's not the first time, you know, that someone would get added. Remember, she's on this revenge tour, so yeah. it would make sense for her to get Rhea. But I, I, I just think there's too much money with Becky and Rhea. Oh, yeah, I think I think that's a more marquee match. I think but that's one probably thing, the better match, too. And, and one thing yeah. is uh, they're getting more heat on the match before Elimination Chamber with Becky and Rhea, and I think that's going to help long term. Yeah, I think so. Um, also, speaking of Elimination Chamber, LA Knight defeated Ivar to qualify for the men's chamber match. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Sami Zayn in singles action as well. Now, there was a big segment with Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes talking about how he plans to finish the story at WrestleMania, uh, that it's official. He's going to face Roman Reigns after all the press conference shenanigans that happened and everything like that. Um, smoke is cleared and Cody is facing Roman at Mania. Whoa. That is now that is now confirmed. You're rolling, bugging me, Um, out comes Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins kind of you know he he he's changed his tone. He went from trying to convince Cody to hey face me instead. Like this is the workhorse title. Let's let's show them you know what professional wrestlers do, fighting over a title over entertainers. Um, obviously Cody wanted to face Roman. That was the decision. So now Rollins is changing his tone saying, if you're going to do this, you don't have to do it alone. And he kind of hinted at there's only one man who is uh, qualified enough to be Cody Rhodes's shield if needed. And he also took a responsibility for creating the monster that is Roman Reigns. This was really, really fun stuff. Um, this combined with the ad that WWE put out, the little teaser that they did for WrestleMania to promote it, all signs are pointing at, uh, oh, and then uh, at Perth, the Grayson Waller effect is going to have Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins as guests. All signs are pointing at night one main event, most likely being Roman Reigns and The Rock versus Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Dumb. Which means that's three members of your roster doing double duty over one weekend. This is now, granted, absolutely stupid. Yeah, I'm not a... F- I yeah, can't I say I'm not a fan of it because 
I get look, why it's there. Look, the alternative was Rock Roman and no Cody. Um, that was that was the original plan. Obviously, they're they're shifting gears, and and like Kyle said, you're not leaving the Rock off WrestleMania. He is working in some form of fashion. I see this playing out one way and one way only. Um, so wait a minute. Wait so a who minute. takes Come the pin? The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> yeah, there's no way the Rock. Is yeah, but it. he's he's the only one who can. There you can't is have no Seth. chance. Look, you can't have Seth lose before defending right. his title. Now the next day. You can't, can't have, have Cody Ro- lose. You can't have Roman lose, and you can't have Cody lose. There's no I way. Think, I there's think a story, absolutely no chance. I get story, what you're saying, 100. percent But there's no way the Rock's taking. I, I mean, it, a it story. Could like, it, it could end in a DQ, maybe, or something. I oh, think Cody that would be. Roman. That would leave such a, no, no, not two nights And then row. Roman wins night two. Well then, oh how, shut how up! Else? Don't even put that in the universe. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, I got some bad news for you, bro. Don't you even say it. I think there I, is – with The Rock – remember, The Rock has his own writers now, Dylan. A yeah. lot of this is out of Triple H's control. I think right I think a. I think there's a real possibility now that The, the Rock could cost Cody or some people think Rollins could cost Cody. Uh, I think there's a real chance Roman comes out of WrestleMania still as a champion. I, that's my current prediction right now. I think Roman's winning right now. Nope. My current they do not. Is totally different. They do not Cody, need to do the tag match, though. And you're going to well, have Rollins do double two, duty. On yeah, that, that, that's the one thing that I'm not a massive fan of. I think there could be a suitable replacement for Rollins. Especially with um, Rollins injured like he is. Yeah. Um, I think there is a suitable replacement. And while he's not in the story yeah. right now, could very easily fit after what I tell you The Rock said on SmackDown. Um, and I'll give you that theory. I'll, I'll put that out there in a little bit. But let's talk about SmackDown because okay. we've got a lot to get to. Yep. Uh, Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Kevin Owens did defeat Dominic Mysterio to qualify for the men's chamber. This was a lot of fun. Dom looked like a million bucks. Dom's good, man. Um, Dom's this, good. You know, it was, it was heavily rumored that Dom was going to have a pretty big spot at Elimination Chamber facing Brock. Um, now he's most likely just going to be in Rhea's corner. Which is fine. Dom is still a million bucks, and he's still going to be on TV, and that's great. But he's going to be at menu. Yep. Really, really love yep. this showcase here. Um, here's another match that was kind of sloppy from SmackDown. Logan Paul did successfully defeat The Miz to qualify for the Men's Chamber match. Sloppy. I didn't think there it was, was that bad. There, there was a couple moments early in the match. They definitely did better in the second half, but there was a moment. Oh, I don't. I'm trying to remember it, but The Miz. Uh, well, wait, Logan Logan went for his standing moonsault and just missed just terribly. The Miz tried to like save it and like lock him into, you know, something or go for a pinning thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very, very oddly done. The second half of the match was definitely way better. And I did enjoy the finish where he hit the knockout punch, kind of held him up, said something smug and then dropped him for the pin. I thought that was a really cool. Miz touch. is on fire, man. And the ring, the Miz, yeah. the Miz is on the roll right now. Yeah. But, also, um, shout out to Christian for saying that, uh, Logan Paul not showing up on a TV. Yeah. And that it was what, a, what, what a waste of a U.S. champion. Move on. We told you he was full time now, baby. Move on. <laughs> I, I, uh, look, look I, I still don't like him as the U.S. champion, but I gotta give credit for credit, dude. dude. That men's chamber is loaded. Oh my, god. oh my god! Yeah, so the men's side is is set now. By the way, it's Kevin Owens, Logan Paul, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, L.A. Knight, and 
Randy Orton. Oh my um, god! There's one more spot to fill with the with the women's. Oh, uh, Tiffany Stratton defeated Selena Vega to qualify, and uh, Naomi defeated Alba Fire to qualify. So there's only one spot left in the women's side. Um, what qualifying matches is left? It's a Have last not- chance battle royal. It's huh. a last chance battle royal. So I did not know that. So they announced it. Uh, I think even late on Monday was it, Christian? I can't remember when they did it, but um, so they announced yeah. the battle royal. I do think people that haven't gotten a chance will also be inserted in there. Um, yeah. All signs I think are leading to Indy Hartwell potentially getting that spot. Um, oh, I would assume being, being in front of her, you know, her hometown and anything like that. I do think they need an outlier. I, I do think they need an underdog in the match uh, because be they, they got some heavy hitters. Well, I think – well, granted, we we may not pick, consider her a, a, an underdog, but on paper, Tiffany Stratton just got to the main roster. Oh, she's not if an underdog. She, if she has a – She's been interacting fine. with Bianca every week. She's, she's she, fine. There's plans for Tiffany Yeah, she's, she's just fine. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, guys. I'm saying she on paper to the casual fan. Here's this brand new person getting a shot. No, you I have to capitalize, strike it while iron's hot. Have her be probably in the final two. She's having. She um, might have a match at Mania. I, I don't see why she wouldn't. Maybe give her um, Bianca. What did she do? Uh, the, uh, well, I mean, they kind of tease some stuff with Liv and and tonight. I still think Bianca gets Jade. Um, you see, okay, so you think? But also, I I mm, well, Nia's getting just, a match. Especially with the rock there, Nia's getting a match. I mean, Nia could get Jade. They already kind of Nia, teased what that does at the Nia moment. have anything to do with the rock, Kyle? They're, They're family. Related. Are they? Yes, yeah. they are. They're family. You don't think the rock's going to treat his family? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nia's, Nia's going to have a singles match. Yeah. Guarantee it. That or she's going to win some sort of like women's battle royal. Anyway, let's Ooh. talk about the rock, my boys. Also, Braun Breaker is now officially signed to SmackDown. But Dude, let's move on. Yeah, he's good, man. I, I watch he, stuff. He, he looks yeah. he looks like a star. I don't know if you guys heard the Undertaker singing his praises, um, but he says he's the next big thing. He so, is uh, not a babyface. I watched his baby stuff. No, babyface stuff is awful. But no, I did see no. some of his heel stuff. Dude, he's impressive. Great. He's a beast. Yeah. Second second half of his run in NXT was was mostly heel stuff. So he's I, he, I think he's a hell of a competitor, dude. And he's, he's got the best spear in wrestling. He also and, runs the ropes better than anyone. I know that's Kyle's big yeah. thing. Runs yeah. it at twenty miles an hour. Probably probably since uh remember how Prime Brock used to run him? Remember oh, <laughs> Remember how uh Snoop Dogg ran the ropes at uh, last year's meeting? Remember a take Connie? anyway let's talk about the rock guys so uh the big the big selling point to smackdown tonight was roman reigns and the rock um they do they book a roman reigns return every three weeks now but returning to smackdown um roman kind of really didn't do much he 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 talked shit about the, the the dumb people of salt lake city did his classic roman stuff and then out comes the rock um, if there was any doubt that we were getting Hollywood Rock, I don't know if you guys remember oh. Hollywood Rock from the early 2000s. Yeah, 2003 Rock wearing the leather vest and the leather pants. Um, he came out in this, dude, I don't even know what kind of shirt this was, but it looked like 
it costs way more money than you, us three, would ever have combined. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> and he cut a scathing promo on the city of Salt Lake, um, calling them all crybabies. Um, he made fun, <laughs> made fun of Mormons at one point. Um, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> made fun of the U- uh, talked about the Utah Jazz losing to Michael Jordan all it, those times. He called finals. a guy a fatty in the in the crowd. Yeah, and he said he would slap the herpes off his lips. <laughs> so, and then he called and then he called all Cody Rhodes fans cry baby bitches. Said it just like that. Word that word. merch is coming, guys. Just saying. cry cry baby bitches. You <laughs> look I, out. <laughs> I will say the uh the Michael Jordan comment, I got a giggle out of that. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Um Here's here's the thing that kind of is ironic or kind of contradictive in what The Rock said. He was talking about how Cody lost last year um, <laughs> and, you know, he's a loser and that the real world, you don't get rematches, right? You don't get to lose and then demand another shot. You have to earn it. Cody won the Royal Rumble. He beat Brock. He beat Twice. Brock two out of three times. Yeah, um, the man, the man, yeah. the man just beat Shinsuke in every match imaginable. It seemed like he pretty um, much single handedly took out the Judgment Day. Yeah, one one and, member at a time. And I know this isn't really relevant in twenty twenty four, but he did beat Seth Rollins three times. To be fair, Andrew, yes, yeah, uh, and, and I'm a Seth Rollins fan. So, and more importantly, uh, he won the fucking Royal Rumble. I don't know if yeah. you guys remember what the winner gets. At the uh, for winning the rumble, yeah, but they get a shot at a world champion of their choosing. I so he did. Omos. <laughs> he did, in fact, earn his spot to Roman Reigns. But the other part that I found funny, and I told Chloe as he said it, I went, "Didn't Cena do that? Yeah, didn't yeah. didn't Cena lose to The Rock, and then was like, I have to beat you, and then found a way to have another match with The Rock." Yep. The story's been told before, boys. Which mm-hmm. leads me to this very wild story. What if Seth Rollins is not well enough to wrestle two matches in a weekend? What if he only has one match in him and you have to replace Seth Rollins oh, with I someone? I know where you're going. Yep. Why not have Cody team with John Cena? Then Cena could pin the rock. Who cares? Or Cena could eat the pin. Or Cena could eat the pin, and he could be like, sorry, man, I failed you. Because the whole thing with Cena, remember, before he went away, was he felt like he couldn't win the big ones anymore. So, like, that would just kind of drive that a little more. I do think, honestly, we may not even get John at WrestleMania, and this is all just a pipe dream. But say say Seth can't wrestle two matches. Yep. I, I have a theory as well. There's already a pre-made story there, whether he's involved right now or not, with so- his history with The Rock and everything, and Roman. So the only thing that I was kind of confused with is why didn't The Rock mention Triple H? I mean that not that once. was that was yeah. the big thing coming out of the press conference was the Triple H stuff. Now I just a quick theory, you know, what if they really you know hit home with this, you know, Rock, you know, trying to overtake you know Triple H's power and there being like a big power struggle? What if instead of the tag team match, you just simply don't do that? What if you have The Rock wrestle someone on Triple H? Triple H uh, is not wrestling. So no. what if, what no. if you know, it, he wrestles one of Triple H's guys, in comes Randy Orton. Yep. Randy Orton is believable enough to main event with The Rock, 
And then you have Orton Rock main event. Orton needs the pin. And I, and I think it, you know, it drives home that story going See, into night two. Here's my problem with something else main event night one is that means the world title is going to night two and it will, and it's going to, it's going to open night two, which is fine. No, 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 you, you, you could, you could um open a night one with the world title. If, if they no. do, if they do Orton wrong. It, the, the world if title needs that. the main yeah. event for me. I need the world title main event night one. Well, I can tell you right now, we already know the night two main event. Yeah, and whatever the Rock does is going to main event night one. Yes, which which I don't, I don't, I don't don't agree with either. I I I would do it. It should be the Bailey title, or should be should be that because you know you do get the main event and Rhea Becky has a Rhea Becky's got a you know with with all the uh, all the money coming out of that. I think they got a case for that, and I think Jimmy and Jay have a case for them as well. Yeah, but chances are now with the landscape and the teasing of this tag match, um, it's most likely going to be whoever wins the men's chamber facing Rollins opening night two with Cody and Roman closing night two, and then that tag match closing night one. I hope and not, then but... I would assume maybe maybe Becky and Rhea open night one. Not yeah. sure. Because also, like, I would like Bailey and EO to have more of a spotlight. So maybe they open night one. We'll see. Very, very oh. intriguing stuff. Whether we agree with some of the decisions being made or not, here's the one thing that I think we can all agree on. We're very intrigued. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. And that's the goal on the road to WrestleMania is, is also we, we don't really have all the answers. I don't want to have all the answers going into the biggest show of the year. I want there to be surprises. Shit, I want to wait till the la- till the last week before WrestleMania, honestly. Um, but chances are they're going to announce this tag match at Perth. So I'm sure that's where the guys are going to lay down the challenge, but we'll see. So, so PW Insider also reported that the tag team match was specifically the Rock's idea. Hey, it's better than him facing Roman one on one. So what now, if what if what just... if Cody loses? Then are you alright with that? No. Cody, Cody has to beat Roman. I don't give a fuck what happens in that tag match as long as it ends Just with saying, Cody beating Roman. If The all. Rock is even ringside, then Brian, Brian Gerwitz writes it. Not Triple H. So, Just one thing to keep your eye on. Well, I'm That's sure it. he might get involved, but Cody has made quite a bit of allies during this journey back to Roman Reigns. You don't think there's going to be some people wanting to, like, you know, even the odds, especially against the bloodline? I'd love to see Zayn, yeah. I'd love to see Zayn, maybe maybe Rollins. I mean, it all yeah. kind of depends on what happens in his world. Title I don't match. think he needs to be three times out there. No, um, I could see. Kevin I mean, Owens. depending on Kevin Owens, depending on when you do Jay, Jay and Jimmy. If you do Jay and Jimmy, Jay makes the most. Jay makes so much sense. What about Jimmy turning uh, face? Jimmy turning face would be interesting. Like, I think I think Cody will be. Fine, I think night two. I, I honest to God, believe Cody is beating Roman night two. What if that Punk is my does commentary? And you know maybe Punk does something from the commentary table. Wouldn't be against it. Yeah. Would you? If no, Punk, I love it because because remember, look at when Punk got hurt, he's multiple times endorsed Cody yeah. finishing this story. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Cody's Cody's made I think enough allies. To even the playing field. That's all. Yep. Absolutely. One more name. One more name. 
What about Omos? I knew you were going to say that, dude. I literally... <laughs> I had it. I had it cocked out ready to go by the time. All right, boys. Ready uh, to move yeah. on. Ready to move yep. on. So this week, I'll be talking about TNA. As yep. they have their No Surrender PLE. They do call it PLEs. Uh, coming up next weekend. Um, some, nat- some matches announced. Uh, the rematch for the knockout uh, tag team titles, MK Ultra vs. Decay. Chris Sabin versus Mustafa Ali for the X Division title. Giselle Shaw challenges Jordan Grace for the Knockouts World Title. And in the main event, Moose puts his TNA World Title in line against Alex Shelley in a No Surrender Rules match. Um, as of today, a few other matches um, going to be announced. Or I think maybe they were announced. Uh, ABC versus the Young Grizzled Vets um, for the tag team titles. Um, and then... As of literally this morning, I believe, Josh Alexander will be in an open challenge, and that was uh, picked up by Simon Gotch. Yep. So, so Gotch Alexander. Yeah, Gotch Alexander at, um, at No Surrender. Um, and then there's also news this morning that Tommy Dreamer is now the head of creative mm-hmm. um, of DNA, so we'll have to see how that goes. But, uh, Christian, anything that catches your eye about No Surrender? Uh, one thing I've kept my eye on recently is the rise of Giselle Shaw over the last few months. Yeah. Not only has she gotten better in the ring, but I mean she's been on a little bit of a run right now. And um, I don't know if they put the belt on her. Um, I still think Jordan Grace is going to be their go-to here. You almost have to. Me, but I think you almost have to put it on Shaw. I think if you want to keep things fresh, because I love Jordan Grace, but... Some of her title runs are getting stale because she's had a lot of them recently. And this would be the perfect way to create a new star if you want to. And Jachelle Shaw, she's earned it. Um, another one, Moose and Alex Shelley. Everybody saw this rematch coming, but this is an easy way to get Moose his first win in his first title defense. Yep. 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 And then uh, the ABC Young Grizzle Vets, I think it's going to be. Whew. I think that is a best out of three. This is um, match three. And also, uh, Saban Mustafa Ali, I believe, uh, can yeah. really tell. Oh, the that'll be the, that'll uh... be fine. Also, don't sleep on Alexander and Gotch. Gotch is a much better wrestler than I think people have given yeah. credit for. Um, so I think I think that'll be a fun match too. Yeah. I just thought it was a little random. It, it was, was a very random, challenge. But... It's just an open challenge that they did. So at least there's some angle with it, right? I That's mean, yes, yes, there's 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 some sort of angle, but I did not have Simon Gotch jumping Josh Alexander on. Impact on my bingo hey. card. So hey, well, yeah. yeah, and I will say really quick, this no surrender card has actually been, been built pretty well. Yeah, no, they've done a good it. job with it. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll see if they can deliver. Uh, yeah, maybe week. maybe they're uh, maybe they really are partnering with Triple H, writing a better show. Yeah, well, I guess we'll uh, see. Or maybe it's with Tony Khan. You know. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, Indies uh, time. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So this week I'll be highlighting Rugged Pro Wrestling, based out of Marshalltown, Iowa. Talking about some of the action, starting with Kit Sackett defeating Dion Russman. Conan Lycan beat J.J. Garrett in singles action. Maggie Lee was able to beat Jackson King. In the main event, J.T. Energy defeated Nino Hatchet to cap off a very fun night of action. My MVP of the night does have to go to my guy, J.J. Garrett, a phenomenal technical wrestler, charismatic. I'm really shocked that he hasn't been picked up or at least given a shot from a major promotion. I think he was on AW Dark once, but mm-hmm. um, I think this guy's got all the tools. I think he's only like 30 or around 30 years old, so um, he can cut a really good promo. Um, I would like to see him on some kind of major program at some point, but go check out Rugged Pro Wrestling on YouTube. 
Awesome stuff. We'll be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys can have a like and a follow. And if there's any wrestlers or promotions you would like Kyle to do a deep dive into because he needs more excuses to watch independent wrestling, please send your suggestions our way. J.J. Garrett's a star, too, by the way. J.J. Garrett is a stud. Swag. Yeah. Anyway. Dude, oh my god. I remember sending that one promo to Jones like, dude, this guy's got it. Yeah, I was like, this is my it. this is my favorite wrestler in the world now. <laughs> he was doing he, dude, he got a promo, what was it, by a tractor? <laughs> or a fire what? truck? One of the two. It was yeah, a fire dude, truck. Yeah, it was a fire truck. Jesus. Uh, I'll, if I can find it, uh Christian, I'll send it to you because oh, it was, yeah, you it was money. But um oh, yeah. all right, uh, superstar spotlight time. Don't what you got. All right, so I saved this from last week. Uh, my superstar spotlight actually goes to a tag team, so uh, two people. Uh, I'm going to give it to Pretty Deadly this week. Uh, Pretty Deadly, as you know, does perform um, on the SmackDown brand. They are former two-time NXT tag team champions. Um, they have been teaming together. Uh, they debuted as a tag team in February of 2019. Um for Hustle Wrestling Live, that's what I have in front of me, by defeating the team of Justin Case and Justin Vincible. <laughs> Love that. Wow. <laughs> um, right. And shortly after, they started making appearances on NXT UK uh, in 2019 before officially getting signed in 2020, uh, where they have been with WWE ever since. Like I said, uh, two-time tag team champions down in NXT. And since they've been on the main roster, it's been kind of hot and cold booking at times. Uh, at moments, it seems like they're getting a big push. And then at other times, they kind of fizzle in the background. But they are I think they make for great depth in WWE's tag division and uh, wouldn't be against them, especially if they split the tag belts eventually. Uh, them getting maybe a short tag team title run, I think I think they bring some good stuff to the table. But that the division's just getting much, much deeper. So, um, uh, but I want to give them a shout out. So, uh, pretty yeah. deadly, and they're a really good uh, comedic relief team too. Oh, yeah. oh, um, yeah. So, I, I, I do think they have a purpose. Um, it's just loaded right now. So that you know, obviously they got the wait their turn and everything. Probably after Mania, they'll start getting a little bit of a push. But that they really cut some really nice vignettes. They're both really good talkers. So, um, we'll we'll just have to see what the booking goes with them. But uh, Christian, what do you got? Well, really quick on Pretty Deadly, um, the tag division is just so deep, they sometimes get lost in the shuffle. But I actually really like these guys in the ring, so. Yeah. Cuts to them. Um, this week is somebody I think has been mentioned on this show, but uh, I really don't care. Uh, mine goes to Shayna Baszler this week. So, obviously, Kyle and Dylan know a little bit more than I do about her. Uh, they saw her apparently in her prime once. Uh, I heard she was pretty good. But, yeah, she's all right. You'll yeah. see. Cool. So everybody knows she was formerly a cage fighter in MMA. And uh, I've actually seen some of her old cage fighting matches. Really good. Pretty good. Pretty good cage fighter. But she went the pro wrestling route, joined WWE under the NXT black and gold lineage, where apparently she was really dominant. Uh, I know we'll get to that. Yeah. My first exposure to her was roughly in 2021. She didn't do a whole lot. Um, wonder why. But yeah. she is probably, from a technical standpoint, uh, maybe the best women's wrestler in the world. I don't know, from a technical standpoint. She's definitely got the biggest bag of any technical, yeah. like woman's technical wrestler. Yeah, and the whole... Uh, Submission magician gimmick, I absolutely love. She's pure badass, 
and her and Zoe Stark are doing some pretty good things on uh, yeah. Raw. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep an eye on Shayna Baszler for Money in the Bank. Yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, Shayna's always a reliable name, um, mm-hmm. and she's always presented as a threat. Um, her and Serena Deeb are just neck and neck for you know that technical wrestler. But um, yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about Shayna. I'm a big Shayna guy, so. You um, made her the cover photo once. Yeah, it's still the I think, banner. Yeah, on the X. yeah, she's still she's still the banner for the for the X account. Yeah, well, shout out yeah, to man, you. Hey, yeah, hey, maybe uh, maybe some point I'll, I'll I'll change it, but you know, Shane is still. If Cody, if Cody finishes the story, that's probably the only way. Yeah. That or Omos winning the uh, World Heavyweight Title. Yeah, yeah, well, then you'll see a deactivated next to it. But then we're going to uh, get into mine. Um, so mine goes to um, someone that actually has not been on TV for a while. Um, that goes to WWE's Ashante the Adonis. Um, it's not always about what you do in the ring, but sometimes about what everything else. Um, on a WWE exclusive interview, Ashante revealed that he and Cedric Alexander are now a tag team, which has a lot of potential. Adonis sounded confident. He looked like a star and feels like they have some big plans with that him and Alexander. He's really actually solid inside the ring. When it came to Hit Row, he was always the one that was outshined. You know, you had Swerve, you had B-Fab that's got tons of potential. You had Top Dollar that everyone was talking about, mainly in the wrong reasons, but uh, with his botches and everything. But Adonis was always that fourth guy. So look for Adonis to shine in his role if given the opportunity. So Ashante the Adonis uh, gets it this week. So uh, some names here, guys, that uh, don't get a lot of praise right now so uh good stuff this week yes sir all right so uh we're gonna move on it's now time for wwe elimination chamber 2020 review as always we'll break down every match give it a great at the end this event took place on march 8th in philadelphia pennsylvania honestly don't remember a lot about this bill going in um but we did have a pre-show match with the viking raiders beating kurt hawkins and zach Ryder in tag action <laughs> Um, why well, I don't know. And then a uh, cage match gave the event a 6.2 out of 10. So, uh, let's see if we agree. Um, are you guys ready? Sure. Dude, I, I read over, <laughs> I read over this card before, before I watched the show. Man, what a time capsule this show is about. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't dude, remember any of these storylines. Dude, it happening. was only four years ago. Yeah, and it was the last show before COVID. I think that just shows how Dude, much COVID seemed to like change time. For Dude, us. it was days before COVID. Like, yeah. it, did. it was days yeah. before lockdown. Yeah, that's yeah. insane to think about. It was like four or five days before. Yeah, because they did. Three. I think yeah. I think they did Raw that week, but I don't think SmackDown had an audience. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think it was Tuesday where the the lockdown started. Yeah, yeah, it actually was a Tuesday. I remember this because I was actually in track practice when my track coach got the text, and we all had to go home, and we never went back. That's crazy. That's just slang for Christian got kicked off the track team. Yeah. Hey, COVID. Don't tell my secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he, but, was um, hiding, he was hiding yeah. in the bathroom the whole time, not wanting to run, yeah. but uh, – all right, Just watching Omos matches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 matches. I bet 2020 was real good. But uh, all right, you guys are ready to start? Okay. Yeah. All right, so Drew Gulak taking on Daniel Bryan. I do remember the backstage segments between these two. Um, I 
do remember being pretty hyped for this one. Um, nice takedown by Gulak as the heel got the upper hand early. Nice reversal by Brian to a half grab. These two are trying to tell, like, basically they're trying to tell a story of who is going to out-pro-wrestle the other. Um, yeah. There was also a nice story that commentary was trying to tell um, that Brian flat-out underestimated Drew Gulak. Great reversal into a heel hook, locking the legs. Brian connects with a nasty kick in the leg. Chopping battle happens in the corner. It's Gulak works on the left leg of Brian. Love the reversal as Brian did a handstand. He basically reversed into a pile driver, swing neckbreaker ruled. Brian suplexes Gulak out of the ring. Full Nelson sights with suplex reversed by Gulak as he was going after the injured neck. Super smart. Releasing German by Gulak as Daniel Bryan landed right on his neck. Moonsault reversal, giant kick to the face. Dragon sleeper by Gulak. Off the inverted superplex, Brian punches him in the face, connects with a yes, uh, yes lock as Gulak passes out, and Daniel Bryan wins the contest. If you couldn't tell how physical this match was, you could see the cut under Gulak's left eye and the welts on the back of Daniel Bryan. Uh, this was, in my opinion, I really enjoyed this. It started slow, but this was always going to be a slow technical match. But they did sprinkle some brutal spots and some high pace as well. Um, this was a pro wrestling match in WWE. So the crowd didn't really know how to react. But they were hot for Brian, so that helped. Um, I personally really enjoyed it. It checked mm-hmm. every box for me. I wish Gulak got a longer push. As um, obviously he didn't do anything at Mania 35. As Brian, I believe, got Zane for the IC title. Uh, the IC title at, uh, at 35. Overall, uh, it was still a little bit better than I remember it being. And if there was anyone tailor made for AEW, that would be Drew Gulak. You texted me that earlier. It was literally tailor made. Drew, Drew Gulak is an AEW guy. You can't uh, tell me otherwise. I ain't crazy about Drew Gulak, but go on. But uh, yeah, uh, don't what you think? Yeah, I thought this was a really cool way to kick off the show. Um, like you said, this definitely isn't the style of match or the type of match that I think the WWE, WWE audience at this time mm-hmm. um, was was used to. Um, but I, I mean, this this was this was pro wrestling. This was this was a very technical bout. I like that Gulak didn't tap out, passed out because I believe this led to the whole like Brian and and Drew kind of mentor mentee kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had yeah, that, I remember that. that early into the COVID days. I remember during the the performance center days, they were running that story, um, and this basically was the genesis of that. This kind of kicked off. Um, I remember I'm that, sure it's yeah. because the fact that Drew didn't tap out. Um, so I thought that was a really cool added touch, and I don't really have any complaints of who won the match. Um, I believe this was right after Brian had lost to the Fiend, mm. uh, so him so him picking up a big win. Um, on a pay-per-view makes sense here. And then at least there's some cool stuff with Drew Gulak. So I think it all makes sense. Yep. All right, Chris, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, the way the match started, I got kind of worried about it just because it was really slow, but as it went on and listening to commentary more and more, because before I finish, I don't remember anything about this feud. If I'm being honest, I had no idea. Um, I started to understand that Drew Gulak was trying to out pro wrestle uh, Daniel Bryan, while at the same time trying to be uh, the Vince Sports Entertainer guy. Um, so once I figured out that he was just trying to out out wrestle him, 
I really fell into it because at first I was like, really, this is the best you can do with Daniel Bryan? Because I don't, I'm not a Drew Gulak guy. I'm sorry, I'm just not. I'd never have been. But this was actually pretty good. Actually entertaining. It surprised me. I think it could have been better, though. Not trying to downplay it or downplay Daniel Bryan or Drew Gulak. It could have been a little better, though, especially with Daniel Bryan. But, you know, still pretty good. I think they kind of had a rematch of Mania, to be honest with you. But, um, but yeah, uh, Dylan, would you, would you give it a five? I'm at a three seven. I'm also at a three seven. I'm at a three six. <laughs> all right. So we are all around the same for uh, Gulak and Bryan. Moving on. Andrade with Zelina Vega at ringside puts his U.S. title in line against Humberto Carrillo. Um, looks like this match had a solid story going in and some heat. I just don't remember any of it. Um, the, the challenger goes right after Andrade, but eats a back elbow, back body drop as the champions all over Humberto. Big chop by Carrillo. Uh, went for a twisting back cross body. Didn't hit all of it, but he basically turned it into an inverted headbutt. So um, that was a really nice way to recover. Uh, kick to the face by the champion, elbow to the shoulder as Andrade went on the attack of the left shoulder. Arm drag for separation, but Andrade with the back elbows. Carrillo is facing a very aggressive Andrade tonight. The champion tossing Berto into the barricade as the fight's all over ringside. Andrade is really targeting that left shoulder and really enjoyed that. Spinning back kick, backbreaker, Enziguri, but goes neck first into the turnbuckle. Battle on the top rope. Uh, these two just chopping the hell out of each other. Massive hurricane running by Carrillo. Selena takes out the mat. Exposing the concrete for a callback to the injury spot. Suicida over the ref was awesome. Crossbody by Andrade reverses for a near ball. These two exchange pins until Andrade holds the tights, gets the one, two, three, and Andrade keeps the title. Um, this was a very fun match to watch. Um, I thought this was a breakout performance by Carrillo. Um, love how it didn't start with like a collar and elbow tie up. It just what went. With the story about it being personal, and I really like that. Um, Andrade sold very well for the challenger, for Carrillo. Um, the only thing was the finish was absolutely terrible. Um, it took the wind out of the sails from the arena. Um, I get one to protect Carrillo, but you could have had a great showing, um, eating a pin and then extending the feud, wanting a rematch. Um, maybe had someone on SmackDown, maybe setting up another uh, minion match or something like that, but... Um, this was actually pretty solid, in my opinion, besides finish. Uh, Christian, what did you think? Yeah, I thought the way this match started and just continued to go, I thought it was <coughs> pretty much 100 miles an hour through the whole way. Yep. I mean, and that's what it needed to be, especially once I watched, again, watched the, um, I guess, the, the vignette or whatever it is. Mm. Because, again, I don't remember anything about this. I don't either. If you told me uh, Andrade was U.S. champion at this time, I would just said. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, shows you how well they probably built it around this time, to be honest. But, I mean, I've never looked at Umberto as that in-ring guy, but he showed me a little something here. Yeah. I enjoyed this match. But the finish, come on, man, you can do better. But yeah. I will say, I am glad the U.S. title got some shine because we know what the mid-card titles were like around this time. Just not very good. Yeah. I'm glad for that. <laughs> wait, wait till later in the show. Yeah, I, I, I know. Let's just worry about this first. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, I, I, I actually don't mind the finish. I know I'm kind of the outlier here. Um, I feel like the finish maybe didn't fit this story, but you know, Andrade was a heel. It was a very heelish thing to do. Um, so, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not really against it. However, I thought the match itself was still very, very enjoyable. These two clearly had chemistry, um, and worked well together. I think one of the reasons why they never really pulled the trigger on Humberto is, is more character driven, not, yeah, not in ring stuff. The guy could go in the ring. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's other things to work out with him, and and at this time, I I just feel he wasn't ready. So I have I have zero issues with who won. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it didn't fit the story super well, but I don't even mind the finish. Um, so um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a solid match, and like Christian said, it was good to see a nice solid showing for the uh, U.S. title. Went almost 13 minutes, so pretty good. Would you grade it out of five? I'm at a three one. All right, uh, go ahead, Christian. Oh wow! I went at a three-five. Uh, I'm at a three-four. So we're all right, right around the same grade there. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, and I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so I, I just want to make sure I'm looking at this right. So between night one and night two of Mania 35, there were 16 matches. Holy no, that I'm, was that was one night. There weren't two nights of 35. Yes, there was. I'm looking at it right now. 36 was the first one that went to two nights. Oh, was that 36? Yeah. 30, okay. 35 Regardless. was the one that had a bunch of pre-recorded matches. Gotcha. Me. Okay, so 35. So 30 sorry, – sorry, 36. So 36 had 16 matches, 8-9-1, 8-9-2. Do you know Andrade in the U.S. title was not on that card? Yep. Ooh. It was not on a 16-match card. 16. Okay. They had Elias and King Corbin. They had Otis and Ziggler, and they could not find anything for Andrade. So, uh, if that's very telling of uh, why Andrade left, yeah. Well, well, with a finish like what they had, you could have easily set that up again. That's why. That's what. That's with, what the, I said. with the yeah, they, with the yeah. cheap win, it's like why not run run it back just one more time? And then he uh, was on a mania. But um, I guess we're uh, going to move on here. Then he went to AEW. Yeah, and then uh, look where he is now. Um, yeah, back true. with this guy, uh, Triple H. Elimination Chamber match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles. Dirty Dogs, Lucha House Party, Heavy Machinery, Ms. Morrison, Usos, New Day. Very fitting start between New Day and the Usos. Very physical start. Super kicks by the Usos. Biggie, Billy, Billy, Suplex after a few minutes, dead even. Dorado and Metalik next. Uh, step up drop kick on the Kofi by Dorado. Moonsault stunner splash followed by triple moonsaults on the Jimmy Vernier ball. Lifting up double clothesline by Kofi. Dorado and the Usos battle on the top of the pod. Double cross body swanton bomb by Metalik. Ms. Morrison are next. Standing shooting start by Morrison. Yes kicks for the Miz. Neckbreaker double stomp combo by Ms. Morrison. Snapping Hurricane Rana by Metalik from the pod onto Morrison with Beauty. Heavy Machinery next. Sling shotting themselves uh, with clotheslines onto the Usos. Dorado climbs to the very top of the structure. Flips on the rest of the field with an insane visual. Um, that was awesome. Compactor, Lucha House Party is eliminated. Dirty Dogs next. Otis and Dolph battle on the outside. Tucker somersaults 
from the pod. Otis tries to absolutely kill Ziggler in the corner, but flies <laughs> out of the pod. That, that was awesome. I remember yeah. watching that live and popping for that. Um, yeah. The Dirty Dogs take out Heavy Machinery. Uh, double Uso splash from the pod as Dirty Dogs are eliminated. Battle in the middle of the ring. Kofi goes for a massive splash, misses, eats a pin from the champions, down to two. Sunset flip, standing Splanton, Miz and Morrison retain their SmackDown tag team titles. Um, I thought this was an incredible chamber match. There were insane spots, and I liked how there were multiple stories being told throughout the match. High-flying, there is physicality, uh, spots we've never seen before. I thought all 12 guys put it all on the line. Um, really enjoyed this match. I thought a lot of these guys had good chemistry. Um, I think the only thing that, that I didn't like were the quick eliminations right after another, but that's just a Vince special. He just loved doing that. Um, he didn't really like spacing it out. He just liked everything going at once. But um, other than that, dude, I, I thought this was really good, Dylan. I think it won like 31, 32 minutes. I thought this was yeah. great. Yeah, it went almost 33. 32.57 yep. was its yep. official time. Um, I'm not crazy about tag team championship elimination chambers just because there's a lot of bodies and that means there's mm. a lot. It just it, it can get crowded. Um, this one, however, was well done. I think there was one more before this a couple of years prior. I don't remember that. Yeah, and probably for the best. Um, oh. what I remember was not good. This one was much better. Okay. Um, I felt like this one was outside of the quick eliminations. Um, like you said, kind of kind of better pacing outside of the eliminations. Uh, very good storytelling for for really everyone involved because, I mean, when you have what six different teams in there i mean you gotta you gotta tell quite a bit and yeah i'm gonna give credit where credit's due i feel like they did a good job with that here and you also got some flashy cool spots uh the otis stuff flying through uh the pod and you know some of the stuff that dorado was doing um you know tucker's dive off the pod. i mean just stuff that like you know the elimination chamber is meant to get you to pop um, and I feel like this this match had those moments. Uh, the Miz and Morrison winning. I'm trying to remember what was going on in the tag division at the time. I'm sure that made a lot of sense. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was not the best chamber match I've seen, but definitely the best chamber match in of all tag teams. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think, uh, Christian? And this one was a lot and a lot of fun. First off, that Swanton off the cage. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. See, every chamber needs one of that. Just one flashy ooh-ah spot. And then a lot of using the um, the uh, steel on the outside. That's what Elimination Chambers need, and it had it. And the storytelling, I mean, don't ask me what exactly was going on back then, because I don't know, nor do I really care. Because It was probably like, Uso's New Day, and, that, and then everyone else. Yeah, even though uh, <laughs> Ms. Morse were tag champions. Yes. But that, that's just the best thing to do. Hey, they retained, so I mean, there was a little bit of interest in them, but when they started off the match when the, with the Usos and New Day, I was like, oh no, one of them teams are going to win again. But, I mean, they swerved us, and this match was a lot of fun, actually. I had never seen a tag team elimination chamber match for this. Not that I, I can remember. I think there was one in 2015. Oh uh, yeah, up, I actually, but... I have it pulled up right here. It was a lot, it was at the Los Matadores. The Lucha Dragons, Ascension, uh, Tyson Kidd, Cesaro, the Primetime Players, and then New Day. 
prime time. Was that series. was that fifteen? That was fifteen. That was uh, fifteen. Was the one where Ryback won the icy tunnel, right? Yep. Was that the and, same? Uh, one? Yeah, that was that was the elimination chamber that happened like in the middle of the year, randomly. That was um, I think Kevin Owens and John Cena main evented the show. Could be mm-hmm. wrong, but yeah, oh, two fifteen was main. The two fifteen was main evented by uh, Dean Ambrose and Rollins. Oh. Oh, and Roman Reigns was banned from ringside. Maybe it was 16. I don't know. And then Nikki <laughs> Roman Bella, Reigns uh, and ringside. Nikki Bella faced Naomi and Paige. I thought that was a banger. But uh, that was. yeah, Kevin Owens and Cena was at uh, match three. Oh. Oh. So it was on the card, just didn't main yep. event. Odd. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Rollins main evented, so, you know. Hey, regardless, I thought this match was still pretty good. Uh, don't want you grade out of five. Um, I'm probably a little lower than you guys. I'm at a three, two. Um, I thought it was solid. It didn't really blow me away, but I thought it was it, the spots were enjoyable. Uh, I give it a three eight. I gave it a three nine. Yeah. yeah. So we're uh, we're a little around, but uh, I I think with uh, with Vince and how he is, I I think this was a pretty good uh, chamber match and good showing for pretty much every guy. But um, moving on, Alistair Black versus AJ Styles with OC at ringside in a no DQ match. Uh, Black was in full control until a dragon screw snaps a leg, as now the right knee is target for the phenomenal one. Calf killer locked in. Um, AJ grabs a kendo stick, nails Alistair in the injured knee. Awesome draw kick by Styles. I was confused. I, they must have said on commentary. Why didn't the OC interfere? Be, because this was a no DQ match. Yeah, so I, they I, they I, must have said they must have said. Dylan, did you catch anything about that? No. Okay. I didn't either. So it's a no DQ match, and then the OC did not interfere um, throughout the whole match. That we'll talk about that. Um, step up, uh, kick by Styles. Love the spot where Black took the kendo stick, pressing it against AJ's face. That looked brutal. Multiple kendo stick shots by Alistair. Brainbuster by AJ as we we're heating up. Giant knee by Black takes up Styles. Massive moonsault for near fall. German suplex as Black is rolling. Reversal off the tombstone, pile driver mocking the Undertaker. Uh, kick takes off, uh, takes AJ off the announce table, head first. That looked wicked. Meteora by a- or takes AJ through the table. The OC finally jump Alistair, calf killer by the OC. The lights go out. Undertaker appears, choke slam. The lights go back, uh, back out. Uh, Black Mask and Alistair Black picks up the victory. This whole match was because of the ending um, and the whole thing led to the ending. There were some cool spots, but I felt like this match did drag. Um, Logically, I think it had some big issues, um, but it was a physical battle. Saw some weapons. They really tried to put this, uh, put this over to me. The match felt like filler uh, because of what the undertaker and styles outshined this match. You still did get quality, but uh, in a solid one for Alistair Black, really didn't do much for him. It was that was Mania thirty six where he beat Bobby. Is that what happened? Uh, Alistair Black. Did he face Bobby at thirty six? I think so. Yeah, I think he faced Bobby at thirty six and beat him. I think he beat Bobby at thirty six. Regardless. Um, and then basically confirmed um, Taker Styles for Mania. And that was the goal here. But, uh, Christian, what did you think of uh, Alistair Black versus AJ Styles? Uh, what was the point of this match? 
What, what was the I, backstory? I, Dylan, Dylan's I the only guy that would know because I don't. The only thing I could think of is I think Alistair was still relatively new to the main roster. And this was still at a time where they were trying to book him as, you know, kind of that edgy baby face. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I don't remember much of the build. Um, yeah, I don't either. Of this match, but um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> this I, was this. It was just a placeholder to get Styles to take her like that. Yeah, that was yep. kind of yeah. it. That's what I want to bring up. It's it's really unfortunate because I really like both uh, Styles and Black, but this was just to set up the Undertaker. Like you could have done that on SmackDown or Raw or wherever they were, but you did it at the Chamber. It had some Styles took a, and Styles took a loss going into the match with Undertaker. Yep. I, I mean, yeah, it's a protected loss technically, but yeah, I mean, it was at the still. hands of the Undertaker technically, but and I'll even say this: I didn't think the match was all that special. No, I it wasn't. It was- and it, it's, not, it's not on Styles and Black. It's on the writing of it. Could it you imagine their, uh, if they had a black and gold match? I mean, that would <laughs> be pretty good. But, um, yeah, this wasn't special. Weird story. Just kind of just, just a miss. This was a complete miss, and it wasn't enjoyable. Sorry. It wasn't awful, though. It wasn't <laughs> awful. You're not going to like my grade, brother. No, I mean, I don't like grade either, Don. Go ahead. No, I mean, I, to be honest, this match was kind of like a wet fart. Um, it just, it was just kind of there, um, on paper, this should have stolen the show. However, it, it went on way too long, way too long. I mean, 23 minutes, um, and it's not like it was a super action packed 23 minutes. There was an effort there. Um, I just think the match just wasn't booked super well. This was obviously used just to get to the undertaker. Um, and I'm not against that kind of spot. I feel like it would have been a little more impactful maybe after an AJ win um, and Taker coming out doing it like post-match, during match. Um, yeah, I think it does protect AJ in a way because it wasn't a clean win. Uh, but like Christian said, very odd choice to have AJ lose, even though it wasn't really clean, but have him lose before that match with The Undertaker. Um, I don't 100% agree with that. You could have done, like I said, could have gotten the same point post-match, but... Um, or on SmackDown. Yeah, or, or the next or Raw or something like that. Yeah. Um, but but even if you wanted the big moment on pay-per-view, just do it Just do it after the match, in, in my opinion. But Because it also kind of taints the win for Aleister Black, who at the time was still trying to find his footing on the main roster. So, kind of goes both ways. So, it, it, it <laughs> had all the potential in the world and was just kind of mid. And Dylan, I want you to explain the Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley feud going on the menu. <laughs> I can't. I can't either. I, I don't. I think. Uh, I think. I think Rusev and and Bobby had a had a better reason to fight each other. I think around this yeah. time than, yeah, than yeah, Alistair and Bobby. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. But um, I'm going to start the grading. I gave it a right out of two. Dylan. Yeah, I'm at a I'm at a two as well. I gave it a 2.5 just as a credit to Alistair and Black or uh, Alistair Black and AJ Styles for trying. They tried. 
No, they did. They they really did, and they're and they're so good. So they made something out of nothing. But yeah, I, I, I gave mean, them a little extra points just for effort. Two two different competitors. I'm talking like this is probably a one. Yeah, my two is giving yeah. them credit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. Nobody Murphy, just Murphy, with AOP at ringside for the tag team, the Raw tag team titles. Champs take control early, attacking the left arm of Murphy. But a tag to Rollins holds the momentum as he is now all over Montez. Snap arm drag by Ford. Tag to Dawkins, standing blockbuster, followed by a double drop kick spot by the champions. A chop block by Rollins changes the time for the challengers. Rollins finds a target to the left knee. Love how the challengers use the ropes for added leverage in the beatdown um, of the body part. Tag to Montez, cross body, followed by DDT, suicide, uh, suicide dive by Montez on the outside. But AOP takes out Ford. As the ref's head was turned, then the Viking Raiders come out to even the odds. Uh, outside headlock, flown by Falcon Arrow from Rollins. Slow, methodical place, pace by the challengers. Standing Meteora by Murphy, attacked the dog and spinning splashes by the champions. Um, followed by a bulldog, standing sliced bread for a near fall. Double super kicks by the challengers. Missed splash by Ford. Psycho suplex by Dawkins. Tower of Doom spot by Rollins. Owens, Kevin Owens comes out with popcorn, uh, tossing it at Rollins. Um, Dawkins obliterates Seth. Powerbomb uh, against the barricade to Murphy. Splashed by Ford as the Prophets retain the titles. The pace was really slow at points, which is kind of not expected. Um, I like the focusing of the body part um, as, again, this... This was about Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. The whole vocal point of this match set up another Mania match. Um, there were some du- really solid double team um, tag team spots here. Profits did everything and anything to retain their titles. Played the resilient baby face as well. This didn't set the world on fire. I think that really slow start, but I do think they kind of turned it around at the end. Um I would just say it's a solid tag team match still, but I, nothing I would like go out of my way to watch again. No, I don't. I don't think it has like rewatchability. No. Um, it was definitely solid for what it was, but again, it was just another match to just get to another match. Um, and I'm not. I'm not against there being kind of overlapping storytelling, doing something like that, and it it does kind of make sense with the profits winning. Um, I suppose that's going to anger Seth Rollins a little more with all the distractions. But also, I felt like the match, again, just went a few minutes too long, just like the the Alistair and AJ match. Just shave a couple minutes off, and maybe we're talking about something different, or you just change something slightly. Hmm? Um, but I thought, it was, I thought it was solid nonetheless. It was still a good showing. All right, uh, Christian, go ahead. Yeah, I, I thought it was solid, but... Um... Is it a pay-per-view match? No. I think it's more of a Raw match, but still solid. Uh, got the job done for me for the most part, but again, like Dylan said, we're worried about another feud during the actual match that's going on. Now, like, okay, I'm trying to think of this. And this was for the titles, by the way. So it, it also kind of overshadows the title, too. Yeah, it made, it made the title feel kind of useless, if you ask me. Which, I mean, Vince making the tag titles feel useless? No, never. Never. Yeah, that never happened. He always, um, yeah. Anyways, 
Obviously, I like Seth Rollins here. Shocker, right? <laughs> uh, Montez Ford, I felt like was kind of a star here too. Uh, maybe I'm crazy for saying that. Somebody they did. They did not showcase Murphy here at all. No, no, they did not care about Murphy. Well, because it was all for showcasing Rollins for the yep. Kevin Owens spot. Yeah. And um, Dylan Kyle, unless I just completely missed something, why was AOP out there? He was the. They're part of the faction. Yeah, they're part of the faction. They're part of um. I don't know what Rollins was calling the group at the time, but oh, I, oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 I remember now. Okay, yep. yeah, you're right. Actually, which, which, by the way, should I say that faction had so much potential, but it was booked so odd. AOP should have been the ones in the tag division. Yeah. Murphy going for the mid card and Seth going for the world title. Yeah, why Seth and Murphy were going for the tag titles makes no sense to me because AOP is just kind of bodyguards at that point. They're doing nothing. It's weird. Yeah, and Seth could have been the leader of it, especially being so well booked. And I mean, he, he he. The thing is, is he was the leader of it. It was just he was going for the tag title and not like you know a world title. I don't know. It was odd. Yeah, it was very odd. But yeah, I love Seth, and I don't. I don't. I know you guys don't really love him, but I do. So, uh, I mean, I I I gave the match a three. That's Dylan. where I'm at. Yep. yep. I'm at a I'm at a two eight. Yeah, so we're right around the same. Um, so undoubtedly the match of the night. Braun Strowman versus the Artist Collective, I think they call it. A three-on-one handicap match for the IC title. So how I understood this is whoever got the pin or submission from the Artist Collective would win the title. Um, Braun takes out Nakamura. Vicious clothesline. Shinsuke takes down um, Braun uh, by the knees, tagged to Cesaro with a massive uppercut, tagged to Zane, nasty knees to the face, tagging Nakamura. Zane is next, keeping Braun in the corner. Honestly, did not understand the constant tags because why wouldn't you want to be in the match the longest and then win the title? Uh, Braun takes out everybody rolling through the Hearts Collective as Zane escapes late. Nakamura, Cesaro uh, get an upper hand, double suplex, Haluva kick, and. Zane wins the title as Cesaro Nakamura just let it happen, and they're fine with it. Um, this had a major and massive logic gap. Uh, bad stipulation. Honestly, there was nothing good about this. Nothing. It was meaningless. That is what they made the IC title look like and feel like. It, it, it's just a shame, too. Look what it is now. Mm-hmm. Look what it is now, oh, yeah. Christian. What it you know what it was just yeah. four years ago. Um, yeah, this absolutely. made everyone in this match look bad. Everybody, um, and Braun had a massive spot at Mania uh, thirty six. Um, they wanted Braun to be strong in this match, but that failed. Um, there was nothing good about this match. Still nothing at all. No, no. There's just too much going on. I don't understand doing a three-on-one handicap match for a singles title. Um, (laughs) And also, like you said, why wouldn't you want to go for the pin? How come come none of the other two? (laughs) This is what I'm saying. Like, like, you could have played up the tension of, like, everyone wants to be IC champion. It was almost like they didn't care. Why did not they break up the pin or something? Yeah, it was just like, as long as one of us wins, brother. It's like, it's just just odd. I feel like they could have done the same thing with a triple, with a fatal four-way. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, you could you could have gotten the same. You could have done the three on one beatdowns in a fatal four way, but then you could have also had the extra layer of like, hey, well, we want to win too. Doing it as a team is just it's I, it's, it's like so you said, unfortunate. It just, it these, these guys logic. are good. These yeah, guys are it lacks really logic. Good. It's it's All kind of these a, guys are good. Yeah, and it, it it sucks because this was Sammy's first title on the main roster. I don't was know if you really. Yep, it was oh. his first title win on the main roster, and this was this was it. Um, don't don't understand the boogie. I was super happy for him, but like like this, it kind of felt a little tainted. I hated the character. I'm gonna be honest. I absolutely hated the, the character. Was this was this was the conspiracy theory? I hated it. Stuff. No, yeah. no, no, no. This was pre conspiracy theory. Yeah. This oh, was yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's right. This led right into the conspiracy yep. theory. I, stuff. I didn't because I think he lost the IC title, and that's when the conspiracy. The uh, yep. Brian, him, and Brian at 36. Sucked. I don't know if you guys remember that match. It was bad. oh yeah, it was oh, really yeah. bad actually. But uh, Christian, what do you think of uh, this banger? Why the fuck wasn't this a fatal four way? Can we just this get to grading? This could have <laughs> been no 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 no. Shut up, Dylan. This could have been a banger as a fatal four way. Put it on NXT Black and Gold. Can you imagine this match? Oh, oh god. Well, besides Braun, because Braun can go, and Triple H likes Braun, so it could it could work. He's, He's good, but you got Nakamura, who we Nakamura. all know is a fucking yeah. monster. Sami Zayn, he's underrated. And Cesaro, he's always been one of my favorite in-ring guys. But, I mean, Braun's good. I'm not saying he's not, but I don't think he would. There's a little bit of a gap with the other guys. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But still, even then, just make this a fatal four-way. It's not that hard. And, <laughs> I mean, have the other guys break up the pin, for God's sake. No, it just didn't yeah, make, make sense. It, make it seem like you want to win the title. Yeah, they just kind of looked at him like, hmm, okay. Um, all right, uh, Christian, what'd you grade out of five? Next. All right, uh, don't go ahead. I'm gonna give a little bit of a a notch for for Zayn winning his first uh, singles title on the main roster, so I'm gonna go one point four. I give it a point five. So that's uh, that's uh, a big next for me. Yeah. By the way, my, my when I say next, I mean zero. Take a zero. This was awful. Uh, it was, it was, it was nothing to hang your head about. There, dude, that first clothesline by Braun to Shinsuke almost Ooh. took his head off. Shinsuke sold that like death. Yeah, dude, that, that that's the only reason why this got point five, or sorry, point four. <laughs> um, Elimination Chamber number one contenders match to face Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Title at Mania. Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Natalia, Asuka, Shannon Baszler. Right and Natty start uh right face uh sorry, Ruby Riot's face blasts against the chamber, standing suplex by Natty, sunset flip by Ruby as Natty's head slams against the pod, reverse cannonball off the steel by Ruby. Really liked how Ruby Riot is used in a cage early and often. Sarah Logan next. Riot and Logan battle on the top of the pod, power bomb by Natty as Logan flies off the pod. Power bomb suplex was cool. Shayna out next and it's just on fire. Reverse side slam, massive near the face, eliminates Logan. Shannon chokes out Riot, already two quick eliminations before the next person's even out. Um, or, sorry, then she goes after Natty. Uh, her Dude, her bones just exploded against the pod. Uh, Shayna slants the door to the face of Natty. Coquina clutch, Natty taps. Um, Shayna's just on another level right now as she's waiting for the next person to come in, which is Liv Morgan. Um, Shayna is ready, just whipping her head against the steel in the pod. 
Clothesline by the Queen of Spades. Step up Neek, looking to clutch, dangling from the top rope. Loves eliminated. Asuka next. Hip attack by the Empress. Multiple yes kicks. Takedown, uh, followed by four knees by Shayna. Standing switch. Big kick. Multiple re- submissions reversed. Reverse side slam knee to the face. Kikina clutch as Asuka passes out. Shayna Baszler wins and is going to WrestleMania. In hindsight, this did absolutely nothing for five women. Um, nothing overly exciting from the match. I thought Sarah Logan besides Shayna was the star here. Um, I thought in her little showing that she had, I thought Sarah Logan was good and Ruby Riot in moments. Um, this was just all about Shayna Baszler making her look dominant, even back in her NXT uh, roots. Um, they made her look like a star in one night, even though it came in at the expense of five others. Uh, the match didn't really have much of a purpose besides making Shayna look like a killer and getting her ready for Becky at Mania, which I do not want to get into right now. But other <laughs> than that, the match was the match was there. It was, it was fine. fine. Besides, besides Shayna and the Logan spot off the pod, there really wasn't much here, Dom. Nope. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, this was just a Shayna Baszler showcase, and I'm not against that. Um, cause they definitely booked her like a monster and I'm, I fully support that. Um, doesn't really make the other five look good considering no one else picked up an elimination. It was all Shayna. Um, and they did nothing with it, but that obviously has nothing to do with this match. It's just a point that I'd like to make, do all this booking and do nothing with it. Typical Vince McMahon stuff. Um, yeah, like you said, I think it was just kind of it was just kind of there, it just kind of existed it's a main on the event. card, and yeah, it made yeah. it to the show. It's a, it's it's the namesake match of the pay per view. It's the elimination chamber, so it should be, it, in, in theory, should be a a banger. Like it should be, it should be the one that everyone wants to see. The main event chamber match, very lackluster. But uh, shout out to Shayna for looking like a beast. Yep. All right, Chris, you go ahead. I mean, my points aren't that much different. I mean, you guys said it best. Yes, it's great. Shane, I got to look like a badass, but what were the At other five cost? women? What were the other five women there for? Yeah. At uh, least to make her look pick, good. At least have somebody else pick up one elimination. I mean, look, we love Shane around here. I literally just highlighted her about an hour ago or so. But I mean, that this is all you could do. Yeah, I, and I get it. You want to make her look like a threat going into Becky, which is great. I'm all for. But I mean, you basically just jobbed out the other five, and you know, I know we're not all fans of Natalia, but she was doing some stuff in 2020. I like Ruby Riot. I guess Ruby Soho now. Uh, Liv Morgan, I like her probably more than you, you guys do. Sarah Logan was great here, and I mean, Oscar's Oscar, but she got choked out. So I mean. Nobody else felt important here, and it's just—it's unfortunate because there was talent in that chamber match. What also kind of took—what also kind of took away from me is neither woman was really looking strong going into this match, so it wasn't like Shayna beat just five red hot wrestlers. Like they were yeah, just yeah. kind of doing stuff. They um, had one vignette for Shayna too, and that was it. Yeah, they had one vignette. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but. You know, with COVID happening and right before Mania, Ruby Ride. This was actually Ruby Ride's last match. Oh, really? So, so then, uh, yeah, then, uh, and I think Logan 
I think also Sarah Logan was cut as well. Obviously, she's back, but um, yeah, I, I think uh, Riot was a part of those cuts that year. So I believe this was actually her last match in WWE. I could be wrong about that, but it was one of her last. But um, but yeah, um, this was a really tough one to grade, Dylan. What'd you What'd you give it? Honestly, I'm kind of right in the middle. I'm gonna go at two point five. I gave it two point four. I gave it two point two. So yeah, so we're um we're on the same page. Honestly, like I hundred percent understand if if Shayna beat Becky, I think I would have been okay with this being the main event. But you did all of this for just to have her lose. Yeah, dude. Like it, Vince absolutely knew that she was going to lose at Mania. There's no, uh, he didn't change his mind. Whatever, he knew that Becky was going to win at this. Yeah, you might as well just main evented with the with the tag chamber. Honestly. You might as well oh, just yeah. defend it because yeah. it, you at least would have ended on another bang. But, um, yeah, that is uh, Elimination Chamber of 2020, Dylan. Uh, final analysis, great out of 10, match of the night. Um, final analysis, this definitely doesn't have the lasting power that other events in WWE's history have, especially Chamber events. Um this being the last one pre COVID um, definitely feels odd. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah seeing this, good. knowing that the world was going to shut down just di- with literally days later, three days um, after. Yeah. It is, is definitely kind of an odd feeling and honestly kind of, a, I don't want to say fitting, but I mean, if it just, it just didn't hit. It just did not hit the night. Um, I thought it was pretty average, average at best. Love the opener. That's going to be my match of the night. Uh, Gulak and Brian. Everything else was just kind of there. Uh, the AJ Allister stuff should have been way better than it than it was. Poorly booked, overbooked, uh, went way too long. That was kind of the theme of the night as well, is matches that should have probably had a few minutes shaved off, had a few minutes too much. Um, so... I thought pacing of the night was kind of off as well, but yeah, it was just kind of a mid show. Um, out of 10, I'm going to go six, three out of 10. Yeah. yeah. Six, three. All right. Uh, Christian, go ahead. <sighs> a lot of hit or miss. Um, you know, you look at this car, there's a lot of talented wrestlers on it. Mm-hmm. And the fact they just, once again, Vince just could not hit with all these talented wrestlers. I don't, I don't know why. I don't get it. I don't know why it's that hard to hit with a talented wrestler. I don't. I, I'm gonna break my skull trying to think about this, but yeah, it was, it was a Vince card. You can tell. That's really all I gotta say. It's, yep. It wasn't very good. It was a Vince card. That's it. Uh, my match of the night is the, is the uh, tag team elimination chamber match. That was really the only highlight for me for the night, besides a couple spots and a couple other matches. But yeah, just uh, yeah, it just so, it just existed. It's, yeah. Just, yeah, it's just an event that happened. It's I, no longer even in my brain right now. I'm I'm not going back and watching. Are you guys? Yeah, no, no. There's, I, a, there's a reason why I didn't remember this card outside of the women's chamber. It's, it was kind of interesting because when you look at the first three matches that happened, yeah, I mean, they weren't like 
mega bangers, but we were all okay with the first three matches of this yeah, card. I was content. I was content so, yeah, with like Gulak, Ryan, the U.S. title, and then the Elimination Chamber. We were good with those. Everything else, it was just there. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, this, it, we, it, if we started at the pace we were at the beginning, this would have been an above average show. But this turned out to be just been not great show. Um, yeah. I gave it a, I actually gave it a six point one, so a little bit worse. Um, I gave it a six. Yeah, okay, so we're right around the same. I gave a little bit worse than what Cage Match had it. Um, I mean, this whole thing, in my opinion, was to set up. Elimination Chamber is supposed to set up Mania, a hundred percent get it, but they, I think they took it too far, in my opinion, um, because it ruined matches. That were still going on, um, man. I just looking back at it, man. They made Murph, they made Buddy Murphy look like a nobody in that yeah. match, yeah. Um, and which is really unfortunate. And then there was a 16 match card at WrestleMania 36, and Andrade wasn't even on the card, which is very unfortunate. Even Drew Gulak made the a, uh, a pre-show dark match, and. Um, and, and the U.S. Dry. title couldn't even get a match. Yes, yeah, couldn't, even get, a, beat couldn't even get a pre-show match. Yeah, Cesaro yeah, beat Gulag. Yep. And then, uh, and then Move night on. two, Liv Morgan beat Natalia in a uh, in a pre-show match. It's just, it was odd. Um, yeah. I didn't really. There's a lot of logic gaps, which is a big Vince thing. Um, uh, do not go out of your way to watch this. No, and I will never probably watch this again. I doubt. Doubt I'll ever cross paths with this show again. Yep. Also, um, if you want to have a pretty telltale sign of WWE at this time, did you notice we didn't break down a world title match? Yeah. Mm. Where are the world champions? Wait, so... Was... It, was, it, was, it was Brock and Goldberg at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Brock and yeah, Goldberg. That was supposed because... to be the Mania match, right? No, they Brock or Goldberg was universal champion because he just squashed the fiend in Saudi Arabia before this. Who was he supposed to face at Mania then? Because it Braun Goldberg, Roman. Okay, so it was supposed to be him and Roman. Yeah, that's why. And Roman took time off because of COVID, and they came back and won the title at Payback, and that started the reign that Roman is on right now. Just think, Roman's reign could be longer right now if he didn't take time off. Because there's no doubt in my mind he beat obviously he beats Goldberg and probably doesn't lose the title from there. If no. I had to guess. No, I, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, Brock was WWE champion at the time and Goldberg was Universal Champion. Well, no not... world champion appearing at Elimination Chamber at this particular year. And then that's pretty I do, telling. I do want which, to say Yeah, Christian, go ahead, then I'll get to my I, point. I was gonna say, which I'm actually okay with. Because it does help you put shine on the other mid card titles, but goddamn, don't have a three on one handicap match for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, Do but here's the thing: not even appearance. No, yeah. no appearance. Now, granted, this year's Elimination Chamber match or th- this year's Elimination Chamber pay per view does not have a world title match, but Seth's gonna be there. Yeah. If if I'm a betting man, I get that he's not advertised, but based on the segment, the Grayson Waller effect, I would assume Roman might pop up. Because of what's most likely going to be said, mm-hmm. at least there will be a presence. The fact that there was no appearance by a world champion, I'm okay with them not having a match. Because, like Christian said, 
showcases the other titles, the tag titles, the mid-card titles. Um, no women's world titles were shown either. Nope. Yeah, it was... Nope. It was a very now, granted, odd... now, granted, the, the, the main event was for a shot at the women's titles, so I could give it a slight pass. And they showed again, Becky. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, at least Becky was on TV. Oh, but yeah, um, right. but yeah, yep. again, there was no no women's title match either. So, yep. very very telling stuff by uh, decision making in twenty twenty. Yeah, very yeah odd. yeah. It it was very odd. Um, I I do want to also tell you guys before we move on, when you look at the two world title matches at Mania thirty six, they combined for six minutes and forty five seconds. Yep. What? They were yep. both very very quick matches. Yeah. So the both Are you matches kidding combined. Me? No, six yeah, minutes, Drew, 45 seconds. Drew won relatively quick within within a couple minutes, and I think Braun beat Goldberg even faster. In two minutes. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and see this, because I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, there's I'm no, looking at it right now. There's no way. I'm Okay, so let me let me go back, because I was, I it's, was it's, at... I definitely believe you, because Goldberg's not capable of going the distance. Okay, um, so... And Brock was leaving right after this because so his Bron- contract expired. So Braun beat Goldberg in two minutes and ten seconds, and then Drew McIntyre beat Brock in four minutes and thirty-five seconds. So that's yep. six minutes and forty-five seconds. Wow! <sighs> that just shows um, that just shows who was booking in uh, twenty twenty. But uh, yes, sir. but Dylan, uh, you want to go to your dummy on the week? Yeah, so my dummy out moment of the week goes to um, TNA, specifically Anthem. Now, we touched briefly on the Scott Demore firing uh, on last week's show. However, there are some more details that have come out, and there's also been letters written by TNA um, wrestlers and other staff members basically pleading to Anthem to um, reverse their decision and bring Scott back because none of them wanted him gone. But this one's a pretty telling um, tidbit here. It says that Anthem was preparing to fire Scott Demore over a month before it actually happened, and Scott actually knew it. Um, so despite everything he was doing, and by the way, he did not want to leave the company. Um, he had zero intentions of ever leaving the company. Um, but they they basically told him, and then they tried to portray it as a mutual parting of ways, which it was not a mutual agreement. Scott, like I said, did not want to leave. And Anthem knew over a month beforehand and basically kind of told him, hey, uh, you're done. So, yeah, Anthem gets my dummy moment this week. Very odd situation there. It's just, it's very, very odd. More Shout out to the roster, though, who were were sticking up for Scott Demore. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I wish he was still there, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to tell somebody you're going to fire them in a month, just fire them there. Don't let them yeah. sit there and grudge on it for the next month. Because that, yeah. that had yeah. to have worn Scott down a little bit. Or at bit. least tell your, your talent that it's going to happen so they, you know, that they kind of know. Yeah, that doesn't happen on the blue. But Come on. Regardless. Anthony. But, uh, all right, Christian, go ahead. Yeah, so half my dumb moment goes to Tony Khan. The other half of my dumb moment goes to Tony Khan. So Revolution has been so poorly built that I have officially lost all interest in buying any of it. 
they care about one match, one match only. I'm sorry. You you can't convince me otherwise. They care about the world title. Nothing else feels important. What? Well, I don't know. I think they really built up Sting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was going to say, yeah. that was the first right. match announced months ago. I think, no, right. I think, if anything, I think that's the match that they probably care about. Or, the yeah, that they care about the most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. So those two matches are the ones they care about. Everything else just kind of feels like filler at this point. They have done such a poor job building up Copeland and Cage that I forgot what's even really going on besides a couple interactions. Uh, the women's world title, it's a complete joke. I love Deanna Perrazzo, but she's going to job out to Tony Storm, so who cares? And everything else is just filler. This card is, I'm sorry, don't waste your money. Please do not buy this card. I'm not interested in it. I'm not going to watch the highlights. I don't care about it. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. I, I do think you'll find maybe some, some enjoyment if you're a pro wrestling fan. You're really gonna like Takeshka, and um, and Osprey. I think that's gonna be a really good one. But well, um, why is he there? I I I could not tell you, man. It, it's just yeah, a Tony Conjury match, and that I think that is a big issue. Also, they really need to separate the brands. They need one separate brand on Dynamite, one separate brand on Collision. Yeah. So we don't know who's going to be on who or like what, where everyone's going to be. And that's for a consumer. That's a little bit challenging too. It's like you're yeah. buying tickets. You don't even know. You have no idea. If you're going to raw, Cody's going to be there. And some class, mm-hmm. if you're going to SmackDown, LA Knight's going to be there. And those guys, um, even Roman sometimes will do something after the show. So um, you kind of know who you're expecting in WWE In AW, you have absolutely no idea. Yep. So I think that's a little bit of an issue too. But um, so half of mine always goes to Vince, and then the other uh, goes to WrestleMania 35 plans. So I saw an interview with Mandy Rose recently um, that she was talking about internal plans that she would be challenging Asuka for the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania 35. It wasn't confirmed if Mandy would have won the Rumble that year. Because of red how of how red hot Becky was at the time, I also saw a former WWE writer talk about Oscar Charlotte Mandy for the title. Um, but Dylan, starting with you, let's just simplify it to let's just say Becky Charlotte Ronda happened. That's mm-hmm. still the main event, but only for the Raw Women's title. As Oscar faced Mandy Rose for the SmackDown Women's title, not at Fastlane. And then they waited to Mania to do it because the unification match is my dummy moment. That I, I don't know why that had to be unification. Um, personally, I wouldn't have minded Mandy against Asuka. The match wouldn't have been great, but at least you're trying to make a new star. Asuka would have won, but, you know, um, at least they're trying with someone new. But uh, and then history could repeat itself with a triple threat. But Dylan, what, what do you think of potentially Mandy getting a shot at Mania 35 against Oscar? I'm not against it, and the reason why is because they added the SmackDown title to the main event when Charlotte got added and made it a triple threat, and they made it a winner take all. In theory, and like you just said, you refer to it as a unification. It wasn't really a unification. Becky did not have the SmackDown title very long. I think it was mm. only about a month or so. Um, she had she had the Raw title for over a year. Um, and that's the title reign that was more significant. So it's like, if you were going to do that anyway, 
Why not just, you could still do your triple threat if you wanted it. I thought the match was fine. I thought it was worthy of main eventing. Um, I don't think it needed to be for two titles because Becky didn't even hold two titles simultaneously for a very long time. Even put out all this merchant stuff, Becky two belts or whatever she was calling herself. Bro, she dropped the title not too long after. Mm -hmm. I forget to who, but she didn't hold the SmackDown half of that for a very long time. I think she held it for a month or two. You can look it up. Um, Yeah, it just, in hindsight, makes zero sense. So... Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't just give the SmackDown title its own match to to be showcased if you're just going to move towards that anyway in the near future. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, uh, Christian, about that story? Well, Mandy Rose was the furthest thing from ready. Um, just going to call it how it is. She was not ready for that spot. So, no, I disagree with it. But the unification, that just... I remember that. I remember that very vividly. That just was terrible. That whole thing, the, the whole the unification match itself wasn't very good. I do remember that. So I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Dylan. Um, I'm trying to think here. I, I could 100% be wrong. Asuka didn't make Mania 35, right? Was she um, on Mania 35? I don't believe so. I don't think so. Now that I'm really thinking about it. Because she wasn't in the Fatal 4-Way tag match, so I'm wondering where else she could have been. Yeah, no, I don't think she was there. I don't think she was either. That's just... Isn't that crazy? She defended the title at Fastlane versus Mandy Rose, but not and then she wasn't at Mania. That was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13 matches. So she wasn't? She was not um, at 35. No. Oh, my and God. And she was the champion though, coming out of Fastlane. Yeah. The champion literally just, what, about a month or so prior to yeah. Mania? Yep. Maybe less than a month? It was less than a month, yeah. Odd. Very odd. Weird. I see why around this time there was a lot of, like, rumors that Asuka was leaving WWE. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After, I did not after, after they kind of botched her you know, initial main roster run of having her lose at that mania. After oh, winning God. The Rumble. Oh, don't I'm sure that, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just move on, please. <laughs> Dude, that makes me, that still makes me mad. Like, the Shayna one really, like, get gets my gears going, but, dude, this one, oh, dude, I, I'm still, I'm still mad about this one. Like, this is the one, I mean, Triple H literally handed on a silver platter, and he still messed it up. Oh, dude, that's awful. It's awful, but it's um, just odd. Just yeah, odd. Vince was just a uh, man. He was special, all right. He had he had a lot of issues, a lot of issues. Um, and more, right. more than just the outside of head of creative issues as well. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. I'm looking at Mania 35. Um. <laughs> In the uh, in the pre-show under a giant battle royal, Braun Strowman won by last eliminating Colin Jost. Yep, the, <laughs> the SNL guy. Yep. <laughs> also, a Michael Michael Chi was also in the match. Yeah, another SNL guy, Michael Che. <laughs> what the hell? Well, Michael Che. I don't know who it is, but oh, I gotta go back and see this. So yeah, it's I... not good. 
I, I'm looking. Go at back to 33 names. and watch Gronk shoulder tackle. Uh, oh, General I, Hall. I remember. Oh, that dude, one, he yeah. sold the heck out of that. Also, Gronk <laughs> was one of the absolute worst celebrity uh, interactions Sorry. WWE's ever had. It was yeah. awful. Worst, worst, uh, yeah, worst celebrity signing WWE has ever done is uh, Rob Gronkowski. It was so bad, man. It was, yeah. it was, it was so cringe. And then he went back to Rob. Best one, best one right now is probably Logan Paul. If I had to ever, pick. it had to be Logan Paul. Had to be, yeah, unfortunately. And then Bad Bunny yeah. was good too, man. Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny was Bunny. good on I, the I, on the grand scheme of what he does with WWE. The signing of Pat McAfee. Has mm-hmm. worked out. I don't think he's a great commentator, but no. But he brings he brings eyes to the product. He's just one of the most popular men in sports right now. So I still hold a little bit of a grudge at Bad Bunny for uh, him going over Damian Priest, but that's a different discussion. For a different it was discussion. still a hell of a match, though. Oh, it was. Yeah. Hey, hey, Priest isn't struggling after that. No, he's well, uh, still, it's in the record books. Damian Priest lost to a rapper, but, you know, it is what he won. He, he won Money in the Bank, right? He won Money in the Bank. Yeah. I, hey, I hope uh, he hey, – uh, I, I, I actually hope – I hope he keeps it to uh, to Money in the Bank. Hey, uh, Dylan, why don't you uh, get into uh, what we're doing next week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so next week um, – Obviously, you guys know the trend by now. Whenever we review an old pay-per-view, it's because we're getting to the current one. Next week, we're reviewing everything that goes down at the Elimination Chamber uh, from Perth, Australia. Kyle has plans to wake up at 4 a.m. and watch it live here in the States. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christian and I do not have the same plan. However, (laughs) we will catch the replay very shortly after it airs because we would like to sleep a little bit. Um, And thankfully, by the time I wake up, I'll be done. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the time I wake up, the show will be over. The replay will be ready on Peacock. And I should hopefully avoid spoilers because I was asleep during it. So uh, that's what we're doing next week. Hey, uh, yep. Dylan, do me a favor. Don't text in the group chat of what happens, okay? I'll do what I want, motherfucker. Yeah, he's going to text in the group chat. <laughs> that's it. I'm waking up at four with Kyle and I'm blowing yeah, the phone up. Up I'm going to see every single result before I even watch it. And I'll be like, well, you know what? Yes, Fuck you it. are. I'm about to live text it. I'll be like true, true one of the Instagram best live it. <laughs> and tag you in it alone. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that is um, so. This was the episode this week. We appreciate everyone listening. To this point, we are on the road to next week's elimination chamber, and then we're on the road to uh, revolution. And we also have uh, no surrender uh, next in there too. So we got some things coming on. And honestly, WrestleMania is not too far away either. So and WrestleMania is not big far couple away. months. Big anyway. couple months. So uh, we appreciate again everyone listening to this point, and we're on the road to the Elimination Chamber. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.